to the Electric Sports Talk, a podcast dedicated entirely to sports and only sports. Today, 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 we talk NASCAR. Now here are your hosts, Ty, Amos, and Chris. All right, welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Good to have you on the show. Back with the NASCAR show. Uh, same show, different day, though, guys. How excited are we to be changing to a new day of the week? I would have preferred a little more heads up, <laughs> but I guess it's okay. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean, Chris? Uh, we just well, you know, you and, walk in here, stroll in here at four uh-huh. forty-five, and go, "Hey, we're going to go do a show." Yep. Well, not four forty-five. I was here at four. Come on, I gave no, you an hour. You weren't here at four. I gave you an hour notice. That's that's more than. You enough. did not give me an. Uh, oh, whatever. For sure. An hour. Well, let's be honest though. Like, what else you got to do all day? Well, I was in the middle of a crisis when he strolled in. So his crisis is a very loose crisis. We'll tell you that. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, today's show, we're going to talk about uh, what happened at Michigan, and then we're going to talk about the final week of Daytona. Uh, lots of things are set. Some questions still remain, though, with this last week. And, uh, yeah, there's uh, some some discussion to be had about this final playoff spot. And, you know, however the last weekend goes can still change the order of the playoffs for people that are already there and everything. So uh, anything else that we want to talk about, though, guys? We haven't seen much uh, as far as other news goes. I feel like everyone's very focused in on the playoffs. Uh, Chris, do you got anything else? Mm, well, you mentioned something about COVID testing, but I don't even think I want to go there. Well, I don't want to go there. That's fine. Um, Amos, do you want to bring up anything else that you've seen? I mean, yeah, I haven't seen much news at all, really. I think uh, all the teams are just getting dialed in for the final push to the chase and uh, going from there. I'm sure after a couple weeks into the chase, there'll be a little bit more to discuss, maybe some silly season news or whatever. But yeah, I think right now it's just like full steam ahead let's get to the chase yeah obviously still uh don't know where kurt bush is gonna go what's going on with ryan newman uh you know questions like that so we'll, we'll get that more as the season rolls on mm-hmm. hopefully into the postseason uh so should we talk about michigan then guys just get right into it 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 was uh how do we describe this race uh chris your your words to describe this race i actually was pretty uh involved with this race in the sense that it kept my attention Pretty much the entire 400 miles. Okay, uh, so you would I, say I thought, captivated. Yeah, captivated. There captivated, you go. wow, okay. I thought this was going to be another runaway victory for either Chase Elliott or Kyle Larson because they were both, they both led a majority of the laps. Yes. Really surprised that Ryan Blaney pulled it out. Not unhappy that Ryan Blaney pulled it out, but I was really surprised he did pull it out. I, I, you know, all in all, I think it was a pretty good day for everybody but Austin Dillon. Okay. <laughs> Austin Dillon really needed to have a good, solid finish, if not a win. And he, he raced up at the front of the pack for a while in the race. But, man, I don't know. Oh, you finish the second stage, and you get taken out on the cool-down lap. I mean, I just don't get how that happens. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't even think we should de- – I don't know if I even want to go into what Keselowski did, but – well, he's definitely same thing pain he's in the been ass. doing the last uh, four or five races, wrecking everybody. All right, same thing to you though, uh, Amos. What what's the words to describe the initial race for you? Just kind of what you thought. So I think it was a pretty good race. Um, I'm very surprised how Michigan has turned into a such an arrow dominant 
draft style race. I mean, I know it's a two and a half mile or two mile track, but usually it would provide a little more passing, maybe a little bit more strategy. But it looked like to me on Sunday, like track position was king. And if you had your car, if your car was off, just even by a little bit, you were you would struggle. So it was a good race. I um, I don't know how you fix. I guess there's nothing to worry about with this aero package right now. We'll see what the next gen car brings for next year's race. But uh, I was a little surprised that it was so aero dominant. But it was a good race. I think the finish sure made up for some of the lack of passing in certain areas of the track. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so overall, though, I think everyone was pretty pleased, I guess you could say, with the race. Yeah. No, I'm I'm not real happy with this low horsepower, high downforce package they've got. I, oh, okay. I, I get what they're doing. I understand why they're doing it, but I'm not real happy with the kind of racing we get as a result of it. Okay. You know, I think they're... I think they're getting bunched up too much, and I think they're having to play follow the leader after one or two laps. And So I'm not a real big fan of the package that they brought to Michigan. Yeah. Well, what happened to Austin Dillon's the direct result of the of the aero package and the horsepower package they brought. So that's, I think, to a degree, like a very small degree, that accident was a result of the package and how everybody had a race in order to make a pass or be competitive so well sure didn't help that uh it didn't seem to it didn't seem to look like he knew what uh Kislowski knew what he was doing at that moment so. yeah i'm sure we'll get more into that <laughs> right but. okay so as this race starts guys do we have particularly strong feelings through the first little bit of the race about who looks good early on i mean i know we said there was a lot of elliot at the start there was a lot of larson at the start dylan was even up uh, towards the front were we kind of like, oh, okay, this might be a, a couple car race? Because it sure didn't turn out that way as the race continued. What did you think, though? So at the start of the race, it really looked to me like the Hendrick guys were smoke, uh, stinking the show up again by getting out there and dominating <laughs> completely. <think> so? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you know, Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, William Byron. I didn't see Bowman up in the front that much during the race, but mm-hmm. um, th- those three guys, I mean, they were out there – being pretty sporty, you know, and yeah. and I think I texted you, as I recall, I said, where in the heck has Austin Dillon's speed been all season based on the way he was racing this race? Yeah. I was kind of, I mean, as the race unwound, some cars started to really fade and other cars started to come to the front. And I think I'll play off of what Amos has said about Kyle Busch. I mean, that guy is an absolute thorn in Hendrick's side this year, at least the last 10 races or so, because he's been running up there in the front pretty consistently yeah you know i'd say so so all right um did you see a certain favorite early on amos or were you still like that's michigan you never know well i think just kind of looking at the results here i mean whoever run in the top finished in the top 10 pretty much run in the top 10 so i agree with chris i mean the hendrick cars were pretty strong i just done some quick math here and between three Hendrick drivers, they led 156 of 200 laps, and somehow they did not end up winning the race. So, well, um, that I last think a little bit of the yeah. yeah, that last sequence was so strange. Well, and then I I missed what happened to Chase Elliott. I'm not sure why he pit when he did, and that really mired him back in traffic. 
they didn't talk much about how oh, no. sorry, about how he like fell out of the race like hard. I think from or maybe what, I missed it I don't know from what I heard on some a little bit of Sirius XM radio after the races there was something the pit crew did something forced him to have to come back in and pit again so they kind of put him <laughs> off of I, I was kind of watching that pit stop and they had another bobble yeah so and, I yeah what else is new I, I mean he led 68 laps finished eighth Kyle Larson was led 70 finished third that last yeah. set of of green of caution kind of jumbled the whole running order really mm-hmm. so but uh, I think that, yeah, the Hendrick cars look strong. I feel like Chris said, I mean, I feel bad for Austin Dillon. I think this was probably the best car he's had in a long time and unfortunately was not able to finish and contend for the win. So, Well, let's just, let's just talk about that whole situation then uh, a little more in-depth. I know we all kind of <laughs> said a little bit about it. But, Chris, what did you see there in that situation? I mean, it was right at the end of Stage 2. It looked avoidable to me, but what what was your kind of view on the whole rundown of it? Well, do you want my opinion, or do you want what Austin Dillon said? No, no, I want your opinion, yeah. I think Keselowski took him out. <laughs> okay. I think Keselowski, I mean, they finished stage two. It's a cool-down lap. It's defined in the rules as a cool-down lap after the green-white checker. Yeah. And so I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, how how can you stay in the throttle after you've had the green-white checker, because they were on the gas. They had to have been on the gas. Right. Well, and, it's not like it was that far past the finish well, line but, either. But Austin Dillon came up the track. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he was told to clear or not. Don't know what the circumstances were. Well, I would push back on that a little. I don't know if he come that much up the track. Well, Because I watched it a couple of that, times, and it feels like he was below the line have, most of the time. They have three pedals in those cars last time I checked. Yeah, yeah. They got the loud pedal, the brake pedal, and the clutch pedal, and they don't use the clutch pedal very much, and apparently Keselowski's not schooled very much on the <laughs> brake pedal either. Right. Well, I mean, I'm watching the replay right now, um, and I, I don't know, Chris, you, you can you can watch this too. As we as we watch it on the onboard cameras, it seems like you can just see Keselowski just, he comes all the way down the track after the finish line's crossed. Oh, I agree. Um, from, the, from, from my opinion. But, I mean, what was your take, Amos? I know you were a little more, uh, like, what's the word, sanguine about it? Like, oh, you know, it might happen a little bit. You didn't necessarily want to blame Kislowski too much. But uh, that was definitely avoidable for me. What do you think? Well, I come in, I walked into the race exactly as it was happening. All I could hear was loud. Oh, I was right. After. Yeah, you were but, not in um, the room at that time. Mm-hmm. So from the replays I've seen and everything that, I can view video-wise. My opinion is Kislowski turned too far left at the start-finish line. Well, here you can watch it, too. Well, I can, this is I, a, yeah, okay, I can see you, it right here, it. but okay. I'm just like... This is a great view. You guys can go on NASCAR.com and watch it. I mean, Dylan is under the line pretty much the whole time, I would say. And it seems like Kislowski he goes down to the apron line um, to actually make the contact. Uh, and whether you want to say that was... Uh, uh, Dylan also coming up the track. I mean, yeah, potentially. Well, I'm just. Re- but that replay is pretty. I'm just repeating what Austin Dillon said. But but then, the thing about this is too, if you backtrack around that lap prior to the green white checker. Yeah. I don't think they were bumping each other necessarily, but mm. they were definitely trying to side draft off of each other pretty aggressively. Well, they were racing very hard too. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, and that that was for one know, of the last stage. Well, what, seventh or eighth, I feel like it was. I think Brad, I don't know if he had it before, but I think he's kind of getting a reputation of, you know, if I can't beat you, I'll crash you. You know what I mean? I mean, well, I just, feel like he's just losing his mind as well, the season's yeah. gone on. I mean, he he lost, I don't know what, two points by that finish of that stage. Yeah. If that much. And it's just like, this isn't that important in the big picture of things. Right. You know? Well, and he's, I don't know, it just seems like since they've made it official that he's going to go to Roush next year, it's just kind of went downhill for the guy or something. Like, he's just been doing weird stuff. I mean, it's like the fourth, for maybe fifth race in a row that I can think like he's played a role or been a part of spinning someone or wrecking someone. So, I, I mean, I don't know. And maybe it's not that many. Maybe I'm exaggerating. But it sure feels like he's been... It sure seems to me like when there's there. an incident on the track, you start <laughs> yeah. looking for the number two. Yeah. Well, um, I would stay away from the number two if I was on the track. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially I if mean, you're his teammates. So. Yeah. I, I don't know. You you watch the, the, repl- the replay of that. I think, uh, I don't know, did Kozlowski forget what lap they were on? Because it sure seemed like to me, once they passed know. the start-finish line, Dylan let off the throttle, yeah. may have kind of wandered up the track a little bit, and Kozlowski was still coming down to like race him, to like pinch him below the white line to carry off into turn one yeah. and carry that momentum past him. So I... My opinion, bottom line, Kozlowski screwed up. Whether he forgot what lap they were on, whether he just flat out wrecked Dylan, I don't know. Kozlowski was very apologetic after the race on Twitter. Um, right. But sure, it's easy to be that way after you see the replay and realize what you've done. But I'm yeah, wondering an apology if, on Twitter doesn't make up for the sure. fact that this guy is in the race for that final playoff spot. He was having an amazing day, and you played a hand, whether it was your fault all or partially his, you know, both. You still played a big hand in what happened there. Yeah, I agree. That sucks. Yeah, and and you feel bad for Dylan because it's really no fault of his own that he ended up in the wall taking an incredibly hard hit. He's very lucky he didn't receive some. Maybe he did get some minor injury. I'm sure he's sore today, but. Sure. um, But how about the safety equipment in that situation? Yeah, I mean, it did what it was supposed to. It's like he hardly moved when he hit the wall. I mean, that that was a hard hit for sure. You could see it on the replay. But you saw the in-car cam. He looked like he was pretty stable and he didn't move much. And, you know, that's what it's supposed to do. So you love seeing that. Yeah, kudos to NASCAR and their safety protocol. But uh, you just kind of hate it for Austin Dillon. You just wish Kozlowski would. I personally am wondering if he just he just forgot what lap of the race they were on. Well, and whether and it was more Dylan's fault or not, I mean, both of them in that scenario, it feels like just overall it could have been more. Well, I don't think it was, it was Dylan's fault. I think so. he was racing like he was supposed to, and sure. ended up knowing. Sure. I mean, however, you know, letting off the throttle, yeah. realizing it is was now in caution, and Kozlowski didn't, and just kept pinching him down and. Right. I mean, so. however you see it in that scenario, right? It was a it was a mess. But hey, we're not done talking about RCR's uh messes yet. So, more yeah. of that to come. So, we started this last stage and it seems like uh Larson's going to be dominant in this last stage. I mean, for the, a long stretch he was. Uh Byron was also up there with him. It seems like Elliot wasn't as um as good in this last stage. His car kind of fell away. Uh but there was different guys up there, Kurt Busch, Kyle Busch. Um, I mean, Harvick at points were, was also in this race, but it stayed 
relatively green up until you know the last 20 laps of this thing um but pit stops kind of played into what was going on but for the most part it was william byron it was kyle larson christopher bell entered the pitcher late uh and then on 181 <laughs> lap 181 we have this awesome move from nascar um there's like maybe two drops of rain and they're freaking out dude they're I I don't even know what to make of it. Uh, we talked about this at New Hampshire and and how they handled that situation. And, and you know, we'll come back to how this ha- situation might have been affected by that. But they throw a caution for precipitation in turn one is how it's phrased here. And I don't know. I mean, I didn't really see any rain. They were talking about how there's rain on some of the, the cars and stuff, like on the cameras. You kind of see a few drops, but it was nothing huge. I know that you're going pretty fast on a track like Michigan. Uh, Chris, was this the right call by NASCAR, or what do you think? Well, um, uh, <laughs> hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was the right call, really, because those those tires don't do well with any moisture at all on the track. All right. However, they did have the, uh, what is it, resin? wasn't the... Yeah, it was yeah, resin. Yeah, it wasn't resin. It yeah, wasn't, wasn't, yeah. wasn't PJ21. Right. Yeah, I don't know how that resin reacts with water on it, but I got to think it don't slick it up very much. Sure. So, yeah, I think it was I think it was a safety call. A safety call? Okay, yeah. but but was it the right? If it was you, would you have done that? Like I said, those no. slicks don't deal well with water. So, yeah, I probably would have done okay. the same thing. I mean, there's, and, and I, I think mean, there's no telling. It could, it could be what it was, which is yeah. very minimal, or it could gusher. You know? Well, and you said it. You said the same thing in New Hampshire. You were like all on the cautious side for what they did in New Hampshire. So, hey, you're consistent, right? I like it. <laughs> well, you know, going sideways at 180 miles an hour ain't real fun because you spun out on water. You know. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Amos, you have been very outspoken on certain <laughs> issues here with rain. This is like the third time this year that rain has played a a factor into the race the second time that a suspect flag has been thrown for me for rain um was this to manufacture drama for you i know that's exactly what you thought it was in daytona road course what do you think this one was i think it could be viewed as manufacturing drama which it very well did i feel like nascar threw this particular caution based on what happened in new hampshire okay so it was i feel a, like it was if both <laughs> well i feel like if if Kurt Bush or Kyle Bush hadn't wadded his car up and been so vocal about what happened at the end in his interview, I think NASCAR would have just let the big dog eat on this and hitting the pace car. Yeah, I really yeah. think if he'd have just because from what I gathered after listening to Series XM at the end of the race again, there was rain in three and four, nothing on pit road, start finish line, nothing in one and two. And, yeah, they are hauling the mail. I mean, they're 200 miles an hour. Yeah. They're wide open, very little little throttle lift. So I don't think NASCAR necessarily wanted to throw the caution at this point. There wasn't, I don't feel like, a sufficient amount of rain Yeah, just from what we could see on the track, on, like, the cameras. But we weren't at the track, so we couldn't really see right. how much rain was being put down in 3 and 4. But I feel like this was a direct result of what happened in New Hampshire. All right, so, uh, so same question that I asked Chris then. If it were you, you would you would have thrown it then? 
I would not have wanted to throw it, but I think your hand was forced to put a caution out at All this right. point. Because obviously they tried, they they received so much grief about what happened in the Daytona road course and their phantom rain that they didn't call caution or throw caution in New Hampshire. Yeah. And then Kyle Busch ends up wadding up his race car with a couple other people and is vocal about not throwing a caution for rain. So at this point, they had to throw a caution, even if it was two drops on the backstretch. Okay. So I feel like NASCAR's hands were tied at this point. I'm sure, I mean, drama for NASCAR is a good thing, so I'm sure they were okay with the <laughs> fact of the ensuing laps after this caution, but I feel like they had to throw the caution. This, uh, this definitely made it interesting, that's for sure, because... You know, we get a couple laps under caution. If I recall correctly, like a lot of people had pitted, so there wasn't many takers during that. And uh, we got like six laps until they went green again, just trying to make sure the track was good. Um, which that was kind of like, it's kind of crappy because you're just sitting there and you're like, okay, go. Um, but once we did get restarted with 13 laps, 14 laps left, uh, lap 187 is what this says, it was pure pandemonium on the restart. Um, <laughs> I. I I know we've been talking about this a lot on the show this year, but like these guys are racing like it's the last lap every single chance they get. Uh, on this restart, William Byron was in the lead, Kurt Busch and and Ryan Blaney were up there, Kyle Larson also. Uh, it was a very competitive restart. At one point, about like what three four rows back, maybe more than that, they get like four or five wide in the back stretch. Reddick decides that he's gonna make this this awesome move he probably thought at the time he goes all the way below that uh <laughs> that line that white line yeah, how'd that work out for him? um he got in front of truex and and then he got in front of logano and he, he ended up coming up and like just finding his place right in front of logano but you could see just all this momentum just totally left his car once he entered that uh that i'm assuming like a draft stream or something right there and you could see he just slows down super hard he gets uh, Logano going backwards because, well, not necessarily like backwards, but slowing down is, is a better way to phrase that. And then it forces Truex to butt up against Logano. Uh, Truex ends up spinning Logano. And, you know, I'm not going to blame Truex in that situation. What's he supposed to do? There's a there's the eight car making a bonehead move and putting this guy right on his bumper. Like, he he's not going to slow down because if he slows down, then a bigger wreck is going to happen. So... I don't know. Uh, it led to, you know, Logano spinning out, Newman, Truex, uh, many cars being involved in with it with this wreck. Bell was spinning. I think Michael McDowell got really caught up in it. Josh Berry, who was filling in for Coyla Joy in the 7, who was racing really good, got caught in that, and it really messed up his good day. Um, so, you know, it, it, was, it was racing. That's how it happened. But, <laughs> uh, Chris, I mean, that, that move by Reddick, I, what's your opinion there? I, just... I think I texted you that I hate restarts. Yeah, okay. <laughs> cautions breed cautions. We know this, I mean, yeah. I, I, this The whole thing, to me, was just... I don't know what it is. Uh, they get down to 10 laps left in a race, 15 laps, whatever. Yeah. And it's like everybody just loses their mind. They put it in the trunk and they forget about it, and then it's just survival to the end, it seems to me like. Oh, yes, this is uh, this is a valid observation, I would say. <clears throat> I mean, it was. The, that restart was just pandemonium, man. Like chickens with their heads cut off running around on that backstretch and five, four wide at one point. And I'm like, oh, geez, okay, this is... 
it was pretty crazy. Um, then the wreck happens. Amos, I know you were a little critical <laughs> of Reddick's move there. Um, is he, like, would you say it's safe to say that that wreck was pretty much him? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, at uh, yeah. any point of this race, who passed anybody under the white line? Uh, Dylan, and then he got wrecked. Okay, so <laughs> I'm his teammate. And technically, he didn't pass under the white line. He got wrecked, wrecked under, under it. Sure. Okay, my point is proven right there. Like, at what point was this a good idea yeah, in no, a restart? No. Like, all Reddick had to do is finish the race. And this is what he was. his crew chief, crew chief was telling him. He's like, dude, I cannot explain to you how important it is. All we got to do is finish the race. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> well, you know, let's if he not... finishes that race, I mean, just him being on track. 10. Yeah, no, I mean, even top 15. I mean, the points lead to him and his teammate Dylan, you would probably think is, unless Dylan won at Daytona, it, it, you can't. It's insurmountable. Yeah, at it's that insurmountable. Point. Yeah. No so, way. yeah, I'm not sure what Dylan was thinking trying to pass everybody. He had a decent car, but he didn't have the best car. He didn't have that strong a car <laughs> yeah. that he could just drive wherever he wanted to on the track and make passes. He what he drove it was driving over his head at that point. He took out a lot of very competitive cars or guys that needed to have a solid finish and then in turn let some guys get key track position yeah. that were behind the wreck that went low and were able to you know, they gained spots, great track yeah. position because of the incident that probably yep, yep. shouldn't have finished where they did. So no, no. Um, I think there were some, a lot of people scratching their head on that one. So I, I, you know, NASCAR got what they wanted out of it. So, sure. I mean, and as the great words of Suarez says, people racing above their pay grade, man. And I'm like, you know <laughs> yeah, what? That's, that's awesome. Kind of um, what I've never there. actually heard a, a driver say that. So that was funny. Uh, he said that at Indianapolis. So that, that's a good quote we'll keep going with because um, we've said it before, but when the driver says it, it's funnier. So we get another restart. This one a little less chaotic. I think a lot of people were like, okay, let's not have that again. Um, because a lot of like good cars got taken out in that wreck. It was, it wasn't as bad as that Indianapolis wreck where like a lot of top cars got taken out. But I mean, you know, six to twenty, you know, a couple cars through that got taken out. Um, good cars. Uh, but hey, what do you do? On the restart, less chaotic. Byron gains the lead after, you know, the initial restart. But then Blaney works his way up in the front. And then for those final eight laps, the only laps he leads all day, uh, he wins the race on. And Larson was trying to work with Byron to, I think, pass him. But at the same time, I think he was trying to get second. You know, they were battling for second place. So, I don't know. Once Blaney got out in the lead, Chris, were you like, oh, he's got this? Because we really didn't see a lot of a lot of sequences of the second place car passing the leader throughout the day. Well, <clears throat> I don't think. I don't think Blaney was comfortably in the lead at all until the checkered flag flew. Okay, fair. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you saw it, but to me, William Byron was working that back bumper on that Ford about as hard as he could work it without actually hitting him. He was trying. You know, and Kyle Larson, I think, basically just decided, you know, I'm going to lay back here because who knows what these two are going to do. Oof, now, that's, that's not true. Kyle Larson's <laughs> style. No. But I think that's what he did in this race because I noticed he was up there in contention, and when it started getting a little loose and crazy, he kind of backed out of it a little bit. And yeah. 
kind of let let the boys have their fun, you know. That's fine. I mean, a third place finish probably. Oh, it didn't hurt him at all. Fine, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got that points lead pretty much sewed mm-hmm. up, in my opinion, at this point. So, Larson scores fifty-one points on the day. Amos, the most points scored by one driver on the day, led the most laps, finishes third. Is that disappointing, in your opinion? I mean, I think it's pretty good, but. Well, I think every driver, especially Kyle Larson, wants to win the race. But Tyler Reddick needed to take a page out of Kyle Larson's playbook <laughs> in this race and race for points and race for position and, and be happy to get what was given to you. Uh, I think Kyle Larson probably realized it was hard to pass. You needed a partner. He probably didn't have quite the car that – I think Byron had a little bit better car towards the end of the race. Uh, yeah, I mean, let's I'd face agree. it, Blaney was lucky. Right place, right time. Things worked out for him right? really well. I mean, yeah. the yeah. top four guys take the outside. He's like, eh, whatever. So he goes from fifth to second on the restart. Right. And then Kurt, Kyle Busch just pushed him, had a, obviously a great restart, and pushed him out there. So um, I don't think that Larson is upset with the finish. I'm sure he's happy. He's going to more than likely sew up the regular season championship i guess points lead right i think he was points racing most of the day and i mean that's a sign of somebody that is racing outside of the moment he understands the gravity of the situation i just got to finish ahead of hamlin i got to finish the race yeah yeah i could win and who doesn't want to i want to add a sixth trophy to my mantle that would be great sure but at the end of the day the cup series is the ultimate trophy that everybody's going for so um, kudos to him. I feel like he did a great job at the end of the race. And I'm sure Byron was a little upset. I think he wanted some more aggression from Larson. I would think he, he wanted a win. I think he's in a little bit different spot than Larson in his post-race interview. He was a little disappointed that he didn't get more help from Hamlin and Larson to get around Blaney. But, you know, well, but at the same time, Byron hasn't had one of these results for, few races yeah yeah a while i mean this is his obviously his best finish outside of a win and his best finish in in a while so i wouldn't be too mad about it i mean obviously i think he did have in my opinion in those last couple of laps he had like the best car going towards the end of the race i know blaney won the race and chris will say well the best car always wins the race um, no i'm not gonna say that in this case <laughs> no, okay not in this case the, the um, guy that was in the right spot at the right time won this race. yeah okay fair enough fair enough so i think we're in agreement there but yeah i mean byron needed this i mean i was commenting what just three or four shows ago that i thought that he was gonna hit a wall and he was gonna start to go downhill um but he's really proved me wrong because in these last few races you know with the exception of getting taken out in indianapolis um he has done really well. So well, that's something that a whole bunch of guys suffered from on that one. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't alone. But, uh, you know, it still it still wasn't the result he needed. But the, if you look at the big picture, he is building, I think, in the good, uh, correct way leading up to the playoffs that I didn't actually think he would. So The thing is with Byron, if he can emulate what he was doing at the first of the season in top fives and top tens, oh, yeah. he can stay in the elimination rounds for quite a ways. Yeah. You I know, mean, he, he why not? could... I don't know if he can get to the final four, but if he can beat him to death with top fives and top tens like he did in the early part of the season, there's a real good possibility he's going to be 
near that top four. Right. You're going to be in the conversation. Let's put it that way. It all kind of comes down to just where he's going also going to go in into the whole thing. Like, what position is he going to start off in? Well, they have him seated seventh now. All right. So, so. If, if you're not winning, you would think that maybe you can't vault up into that top four. But we'll see. I mean, well, I don't think he won't win a race <laughs> in the chase at yeah. the rate he's going. But and, and the thing is, it needs to be remembered, is, is all the seeding changes after the first three races of right. the chase. Right. So, I mean, he could end up there in the top four just just if he can maintain consistency and finish in the top five. Well, which he was doing there for quite a while this season. Winning is still the most important thing. So exactly, that, that is uh, that is you know, something worth pointing out. Um, I don't know. We haven't even talked very much about what this win means for Ryan Blaney. I mean, he he won at Atlanta, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, was, I had to get my. So he won in Atlanta. Now he wins this race, to, uh, second to last race of the year in Michigan. I didn't really think that he had a super great chance at this race, but he was pretty decent all day i mean he wasn't necessarily like driving the wheels off at any point like i said he led eight laps it was the last eight laps and and that's how he won the race but what does this what does this win mean for ryan blaney amos this is pretty big maybe yeah i think it's uh it's a good momentum builder for blaney i was kind of reviewing his last 10 starts and i was actually or finishes i was actually surprised he had more top 10 finishes than what i thought he did i it just seems like Blaney's always in the wrong place at the wrong time and <laughs> ends up Boy, no wrecked kidding. or has some bad luck, cuts a tire. He's had some decent finishes, but I feel like luck was on his side. He was able to capitalize in the situation that was given to him, and I, I think it's great. I like Blaney. I feel like he's got a lot of potential. I think he's on the cusp of, like, it's not quite his time, but when his time is, when it's his time to shine, moving forward he'll do well well doesn't he feel like that next generation like he's part of that next generation that will be kevin harvick martin truex kyle bush you know like those exactly and he's right there with chase elliott william byron guys like that and i feel like you know chase kind of snuck in and kind (laughs) of was a little early for maybe his cup championship but that's okay no worries there but um, I mean, it really helps Byron a lot, as even as far as the point standings, because now he's project- projected to go in fifth for the start of the chase, and yeah, two wins, great momentum. So, well, there's uh, just been so many guys getting one win, one win. You know, just to get a second, it like it will propel you up the yeah. chain. Because when we think about guys like Joey. Or even someone a little further back in that table, like even Kislowski, when we talk about Blaney's teammates here, one win would shoot them pretty far up the standings because, you know, only sitting on one win, getting two, it's a big difference in, in really when you talk about Kislowski. So, I mean, Blaney has got to be happy after, sure, you can say he was in the right place at the right time, but after getting this win, I mean, you just got to be like, okay, I'm going to now uh, in a really good spot to enter the chase and, and make a push potentially i mean think back to what logano did in 2018 this isn't necessarily comparable but it could be in some ways you know you get hot at the right time and you make the correct moves and you win the right races <laughs> you're standing in victory yep, lane for I mean, sure what what uh elliot he only went in to the chase with three or four wins in the regular season yeah, I don't even know if three, he had. I, I did he had three? And then he, he won three. Yeah, I mean, he just kind of like said it's. You have to be 
gaining momentum, firing literally on all cylinders at the right time. I feel like NASCAR's, your window of multiple wins in a row is probably two or three. Your multiple, your window of top five, top tens, probably seven or eight. So we have 10 races in the chase. So I feel like maybe you get a mulligan. You can have high 20s finish. (laughs) Sure. But you have to be, you've got to be consistent. Winning is king. But you can't get to the chase and then hope for good luck. I think you need to carry that momentum. You need to start somewhere. So all these guys who are Kyle Larson, I mean, even to a degree, Denny Hamlin, William Byron, these guys are, there's firing on all cylinders. They're really starting, Kyle Busch, they're starting to set themselves up for a deep run. Yeah. Brad Kozlowski doesn't look good for him. Kurt Busch, you know, like Brad Kozlowski, you, he still had some decent finishes, but, man, he's records for checkers lately. So that's that's not going to advance you in the chase. Well, I mean, he got ninth at this race, but if I asked you guys, like, do you think Kozlowski had a good race, do you think any of you would say yes? No, I mean, ninth I, yeah. is a good finish, but I don't think he was really around for much of the race, in my opinion. Like, the most notable thing I remember him is being involved in that Dylan wreck out. So, you know, it's uh, well, it right an place, odd, right time uh, season uh, to a degree. Odd season, so. odd, it has been an odd season though for Kislowski. Yeah. It was an odd race. Uh, <laughs> question for you here, Chris. Uh, Amos was talking about how Kyle Larson's like he's racing for more than just like the now. Like he's racing with an eye towards the future. Do you think Kyle Busch is in that same camp? Uh, he turned in a seventh place finish, but he was really a big propellant in pushing Blaney to the lead. And then he just kind of stood back and and was like, "Okay, I helped out a guy, and now I'm just going to race for where my car can come out." And you've talked about that as well. I mean, do you think he is realizing the situation he's in? Because I feel like has a good chance moving forward well let's analyze i mean kyle bush has got two wins on the season he's comfortably in the playoffs for sure he's gonna have to step up his performance a little bit during the playoffs to stay in you know from keep to stay in so he's not eliminated in the final four sure but i think what i have noticed about kyle bush this year that i've really never observed before He's racing big picture racing, in my opinion. He's racing for the playoffs and for the championship. Yeah. And so if he's got an eighth-place car, he finishes in eighth place. If he's got a third-place car, you know, third place. If he wins the race, that's the car he had for that race. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think, I mean, that deal at, at New Hampshire, that was a, an outlier. That was a... A complete and total... He couldn't do anything about that. No, but but he arguably had probably the fastest car at New Hampshire right up until that wreck. For the first six laps, yeah, he was the best car on the track. (laughs) And and he could have stayed there had circumstances been a little different than what they were. Yeah, potentially. But having said that, you know, you can let off the loud pedal and slow down when you're getting rain to the point you can't see through the windshield. Well, I just, just feel saying. like you've talked a lot about like Kyle Busch is just racing with the car he has and and this isn't the first time you said this. But for whatever reason, I felt like this weekend, like I kind of realized that. Cuz I watched him race and I was like, "Hmm. 
Well, there like, for a long time. I was like, Chris is really bringing up good points, and I'm just starting to realize that it's actually an excellent point. Re- really? I mean, he raced in third and fourth for a big majority of that race. Well, he was inside the top five. And led. A ton of that race. And so. led some laps. Led 13 laps. I mean, but he you was know, They had a little bit of a hiccup on fuel strategy and tires. Yeah. And that kind of laid him back a little bit. But he, but the thing was, he had the tires and the fuel at the last point of the race. Right. But I think he was looking at what was going on around him when he helped get Blaney up to the front. And it was like, no, I need to get a top 10 out of this. I can't be in here wrecking. Right. You know, wreckers or checkers. I got to get a top 10 because I had a DNF at New Hampshire. Well, I do not. Like, I'm not a Bush fan, but between Kyle... Bush and Kyle Larson. Uh, the the race and the chase is going to be very interesting between those two, um, in my oh, opinion. It, it's going to be a chess we'll match, in my opinion. Yeah, could be. Or maybe checkers, depending on what you think <laughs> of rednecks. True. But. This is true. All right. Um, before we go to break, Amos, Matt Dedabedadetto, uh, he's now decided that he wants to be a race car driver in these last couple weeks. I mean, dude, it's just it's too little too late from this guy. He has finally stepped up to the plate and started to race really well. Kind of seems like since the All Star break, um, but before that, it was just not, it was just not there for him like it is now. Sure, seems like he thought he was a shoe in to stay at Penske or the yeah. Woods Brothers. I think he yeah. feel like he had logged enough decent finishes between last year and this year, and I think he felt safe, and he may have been safe. In in my opinion, he was probably okay right up until Trackhouse bought out Ganassi. And then I think that's when <laughs> Penske decided he had to do some shaking and baking himself. So, yep, yep. But yeah, for sure too little too late because there's just not that many quality rides left. And I guess if you're Matty D, you're going to take, if you want to be in Cup, you'll take whatever ride you can get. Maybe you're a Rick Ware driver next year, you know, something like that. I doubt but, that, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's a, he's a better driver than that, but... Yeah, he should have been finishing like this all through the season or at least trying to, but I I really honestly it feels like he thought he was safe. Well and wasn't we, and didn't yeah. need to put up them finishes. If we look at the standings, the the non playoff standings, just purely based on points, guys. This is this is very interesting. I find this very interesting. If we didn't have this whole playoff like setup that we do now and we were going just based on points and stuff. Matt DiPadetto sits in 16th right now. Like yeah. He, yeah, he, does. he has just decided over the last half of this year that, hey, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to race, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a good show together. Uh, if he would have been doing this throughout the entire year, maybe he is closer to Dylan and Reddick when it comes to the points race. You know, Maybe he is right there in this discussion because if it wasn't for some different guys winning or whatever, he'd be... 16th potentially you know looking <clears throat> excuse me looking to get that final chase spot and it's just it's just disappointing when when you look at a guy like DeBedetto the nice guy he is um it took maybe a little kick in the ass for him to be like hey <laughs> time to start racing so all right um big kick before we go to break final question guys uh give me someone that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about here uh Chris you mean in relationship to Michigan? Yeah, to, yeah, to this race. Well, I think it needs to be stated pretty clearly that by virtue of his 14th place finish at Michigan, Kevin Harvick secured the number 15 spot in the playoffs. 
Right. So secured a spot. No, yeah. No. If you well, look at yeah, the projected yeah. standings, he's actually 16th. But he's yeah. locked. He's locked yeah. in. So, he's yeah. locked in. So really, the only position that we're talking about now is the 16th position. Unless, Who's, right, right. But still, you can well, have, okay. if, if someone new wins, then technically Harvick and Hamlin slide. Yes. One spot. This is but true. But that, other than that, you this are correct, true. yes. Harvick and Hamlin are locked in at this point mm-hmm, in time. So mm-hmm. we're debating for one position depending upon finishing results of Dylan, Reddick, Benedetto, uh, Bubba Wallace. Oh, uh, Suarez, maybe? Suarez. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at five guys that could potentially make the chase. Did you if, say Stenhouse there? I didn't say Stenhouse. Stenhouse. He's but, good at Daytona, so. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, six guys. So we're talking six guys that could potentially – by virtue of a win at yeah. Daytona, and that's the only way they're going to get there is by a win, with the exception of Reddick. I think Reddick's okay points wise. Yeah, I think there's just well, it's hard Redick, to look at that 25 point gap and be like, you know? well, it is. But if if Reddick runs how he has been in Daytona, he'll be in by points. Yeah, and if he if no new winner steps up, he will go in 15th. He has more stage points or playoff points than Harvick. So if the if the right, regular season started, stages. yeah, the regular se- if the regular season was over today, Tyler Reddick's 15th, Harvick's 16th. Right. So, yeah, I mean, well, and that's where the interesting that's where the stages come into play and, yep. yeah. and it can also affect the stages. And Harvick doesn't have anything on his resume in the way of stages. Well, I'm very interested to see what Harvick does once we reach the playoffs. But, well, he's going to have you know. to pull a rabbit out of his hat and create some performance out of a Stuart Haas Ford mm-hmm. that, with the exception of Chase Briscoe, we have not seen this year. All right, well, that, that's a conversation for next week for sure um, because we'll be breaking down the chase a little more extensively. All right, Amos, you're up. A uh, guy that we haven't talked about. Okay, just a quick tap on what Chris was saying with Kevin Harvick. It's Sirius XM Radio was saying that the only reason the number four car is even in the chase, the, in their opinion, is because of the driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. They don't feel like the, the hosts were like, you know, he's taken a 15th place car and on sheer experience and driving power made it a 10th place car. So whatever Stuart Haas's issues are up to this point, you know, Eric Amarola lucked out, but Harvick is, is literally... Wow. To your By point, will put this car in the chase. To your point, I don't think that he's actually getting that much better of a car than Briscoe or Custer. Like, I really don't think Stuart Haas is supplying him with a good car. But yeah, because I, yeah. he is that much better of a driver than those two guys, he is in the position he's in. So I agree. I, yeah. It's an excellent point. I agree. And I and I didn't think about that until they had mentioned that on the radio last night. So I, I thought, well, that's a great point. Uh, for whatever reason, Stuart Haas is struggling as a whole. So even though they have two guys in the chase, you just you cannot look at it and be like, hey, this is a par season for them. This yep. is subpar. So anyway, uh the person that I, the driver I'd like to touch on is Kurt Bush. Yeah, he was we've mentioned him a little bit. He was talked about <laughs> quite a bit on the televised cast of the race, but oh, I they mean, were, they were loving him. But he has quietly <laughs> put together over the last nine races since since the all-star race he has he has six top 10 finishes he's just kind of he's kurt bushing it up man yeah it kind of seems like it and yeah. i mean you know i 
I don't know that I'm on you guys' bandwagon with the final four. <laughs> no, I'm, but not, not really. honestly, I, I'm I'm just throwing this out there. Like if the Bush the way the Bush brothers are racing right now, if they keep racing smart, stay out of trouble, they could be hard to beat going down the stretch. I mean it, And you know not to mention that Bush Kurt Bush technically doesn't have a seat for next season so far. I mean, well, we're all pretty sure we know he's going to go to 23 if they expand yeah. and everything. Wouldn't you love to hire but, a NASCAR champion to drive your car next year? Sure. Sure. I would. Yeah. But, Former so, and current. Yeah, <laughs> You know? Oh, I mean, whoa, whoa. He's not going to win a no, championship. No, I know. I'm just saying. But, well, yes. how do we know he's not? Well, in he's all likelihood. He's just got to make that final four. In all likelihood, he probably won't. But, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. But, like, he's racing... He is trying to show, hey, I deserve a spot next year somewhere. And maybe he wants to retire and just end on a high note. I don't know. But he's putting on a good performance yeah. nonetheless. Yeah, so. I don't see him retiring. I, no. I think he's racing really well. I think he's, he like I mentioned earlier in the show, he's one of them drivers that's got the momentum heading into the chase. He, he still has a little work to do. He's not out of the woods as far as a possible early exit in the chase. But he is setting himself up for these races that we're going to start coming back to. Yeah, to put himself in a real good position to to give him an opportunity to have a deep run in the chase. Just classic Kurt Busch, man. Yeah. He does this stuff all the time. All right, uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do winners and losers from this race, and then go over our picks. That you know, we're I dismal. Don't, I don't know. Well, no, I, I mostly point? just don't want to go over them. So, <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> Means you did not very well, huh? Yeah, we'll get to it on the other side. So stay tuned. Great. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Electric Sports Talk. We're talking NASCAR today. Uh, if you want to leave us a five star review while you're listening to this, it's really easy. You don't even got to pause it or. Really write anything. Just, hey, leave the five star, and, and we just appreciate it. Grows uh, the show and gets it out to more people that want to listen to some good NASCAR t- content. Uh, I don't necessarily think that we're serious, necessarily, you know, uh, but, hey, we like uh, talking about NASCAR, right, Amos? Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm- I mean, we're definitely not serious. We got Chris on this show, so, you know. <laughs> His microphone's off. This proves my point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you've listened to some of the podcasts that are around NASCAR, we're okay. Oh, we're okay. Oh, man, I'll yeah, tell you what. Some of the guys that called in to SiriusXM oh. Radio last night, I was just like, <laughs> you cannot put these people on the radio. NASCAR is already stereotyped <laughs> as strictly dumb redneck white guys, <sighs> and you're not helping this stigmatism. <laughs> no. Hey, Let's get to our uh, picks and then... The question of the running question of the last couple weeks will be answered again. Uh, so I'm just gonna say it, Chris. You you scored a goose egg again. So who did I? Sorry, pick? sorry. All right, we had race winners. Furthest away was Amos's pick at Joey Logano, who got wrecked, finished 33rd. Thanks, Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I'm pretty upset about that one. Kevin Harvick was Chris's pick, finished 14th, and I had the closest to the winner, which was Kyle Larson in third. Yeah, but, you know, you keep picking the low-hanging fruit if we don't. But, How but, can you possibly do badly? Look, I'm just trying to score points, and you're just like, meh, who cares about the points? I mean, it's I know you're game. statistically out of Stati- the race here. but Yeah, but statistically and everything else, it pointed to Kevin Harvick being able to win this race. Right. 
and he based didn't. on last year's performance. That's <laughs> the bad thing. I'm, I don't know. Yeah, I, Harvick no. is yeah. surprising. No, I agree. I mean, I think Chris's pick was good, but I'm just like, all right. Uh, fast well, Logano wasn't a bad pick based on past performance. He was doing well. Right. He was doing pretty good too. He, he was, was running the, top yeah. ten, then he got well, wrecked. Well, Harvick down, was so, never you know. that high up. <laughs> well, he was towards well, the start of the race, was, right? But, so, yeah. all right, fastest lap. Uh, we none of us got the fastest lap right. So. You know, Who was the fastest lap? Um, I'm pretty sure it was William Byron. So the closest to was Amos with Kyle Larson. So, yeah, 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 very good. Um, you were furthest away, Chris, with Reddick, and I was next. He first. probably well. Reddick should get points for. <laughs> I should get points for effort. For effort? Well, yeah. I mean, Reddick was trying to win that race when he crashed everybody. If we gave you <laughs> points for effort, you'd probably be winning. <laughs> I know. Because you're putting in effort, but... I would dare say that based on the move Reddick pulled, he was not trying to win the race at all. In fact, (laughs) he was trying to wreck half the field and be in the garage with his teammate. He almost did it. He almost did it. I think he... Well, no, he didn't even finish the race, right? Because remember, on the last couple laps, he's like... (laughs) He had something blow up on his car or something? Probably from... Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, Race off a pit road winner for the last pit stops. Um, I don't actually know who won that because NBC had some fantastic coverage and we didn't see any of the last pit stops. <laughs> so um, Kyle Larson started out. I, w- I won it. We'll just go with me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Kyle Larson started out front on that restart. <laughs> so we're just going to say, uh, Amos, you were correct. Kyle Yay, Larson. Yay, all right. I like it. <laughs> we'll just give him Sounds the points. good. I and mean, I'm already the winner anyway, yeah, so why this, not? This means that no one can catch Amos. He is officially our champion of whoop the picks. So does that mean yeah. we don't have to play the game this week? Oh, no, we still will. Oh, don't right. worry. The game is completely different, which I am winning, by the way. <laughs> we'll, so. just, we'll just, uh, <laughs> maybe we'll just pick winners or something this week since we're getting spanked by Amos Chris, so no problem. <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, we're, we're going to have a different, we're going to make our picks, obviously, for the Postseason races, but Amos is a regular season champion. Yeah, yeah. Must feel good, huh? It's all, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Winning <laughs> never gets old. <laughs> okay. That's feel like great. Kyle Larson just dominating the series. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure all that's right. how he feels. He's got a big head going into the playoffs. We got to bring him down, Chris. Yeah, yeah right. Good luck. Okay. All right. Um, so, those are a recap of our picks. Now, the running question of the last couple weeks, guys. Who gets the last playoff spot? I know we talked a little bit about it on the other side of the break, but it's pretty much down to Dylan and Reddick or a new winner. You guys have both been with Reddick. I've said Dylan. I will stick with Dylan just because for this race alone, he has the better chance of winning in my book than than uh, Reddick. So I'll stick with Dylan. Amos, you sticking with Reddick? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, obviously, Dylan has a better track record at... Daytona there are a lot of variables there very well could be a first time winner of the season and or a first time winner period at Daytona but I feel like if I'm sure Reddick is going to be coached all through the week (laughs) uh, drive within your ability stay within your car's ability and let's just I mean really all they have to do is finish ahead of Dylan yeah and so Maybe not even that much, though, because this 25-point cushion... Just one spot. You could maybe finish... Well, no, you could probably finish behind him and still be fine. Sure. But, yeah, I think... I'm sticking with Reddick. He is... Yeah, yeah. You know, he had a bonehead move, uncharacteristic of how he's been racing lately. I just feel like... 
I really think that Dylan's wreck and how it happened is going to affect that team more than what they're going to let on. Honestly, oh, so, he was just broke up about yeah. that. So. I mean, and could, but could so. you imagine if Dylan had won Michigan, the momentum, and I mean, he may have come into Daytona going two for two. So yeah, but yeah, I, I'm sticking with Reddick. All right, uh, Chris, you gonna deviate from Reddick? I know you want to. You want to come to my side of the of the no, ship. No, I really here. don't. Oh, dang it. <laughs> okay, seeing as how and. Let me say this up front. I'm not a fan of Daytona being the last race in the regular season. I love it. Okay? Okay. So given that criteria, I am not sticking with Reddick, nor am I going into the Austin Dillon camp, because I honestly think there are six guys, as I stated, uh-huh. that could pull off a win at Daytona and get in at into the chase at whatever position they get in at. So you're copping out. Wow. You hear this, Amos? He's not even willing to give us an answer. He's, no, I didn't. He's, I gave you an answer. Okay, but so of the six, who is most likely? You don't have to drill it down, but who's most likely from the six Reddick. names? You think Reddick? Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'll take that answer, I think. I, I guess that's good enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> it's going to have to be good enough because that's my answer. Okay, we're leaving Michigan. We are headed to Daytona for the last race of the regular season. Does anyone have anything to say before we leave the great state of Michigan? Nope. Good racing. Okay. Glad to see you. I love when I ask you guys questions, y'all shake your heads. It was an engaging <laughs> race. Engaging race, yeah. That's the last thing I'm going to say about Michigan. Got pretty interesting the last 20 laps. That's yes, for sure. it did. Okay. Um, I was able to stay awake. Let's talk about Daytona. Why? We've already done the history. Well, we've been here already, so you guys know the history from the first time we've been here. So not going to worry about the history now that we're going back to tracks. And uh, we're just going to get right into the layout of the track because we, we will keep you guys reminded on that one. So let's hear it, Amos. All right. So 31, so two and a half mile super speedway, the birthplace of NASCAR. <laughs> birthplace of NASCAR. Well, literally, yeah. yeah. Um, so mm. it is a, well, okay. So the back roads around a moonshine is the birthplace, <laughs> but, you know, the <laughs> modern day NASCAR. Was formed on the beaches of Daytona, thus Daytona International Speedway. So we have a two and a half mile trioval, 31 degrees of banking in the corners, 18 degrees of banking in the trioval. Uh, they're saying six degrees on the straights, but I guess between the trioval and the turn, there's it. You could consider that a straight. Not sure. Um, there will be no practice, no qualifying, uh, pit stall. Are should be no issues on pit road. Uh, I mean, we pretty much know that Florida is going to be a sellout <laughs> for tickets, so awesome. um, should be a great, great crowd on hand. Uh, I mean, we all know, everybody knows, even if you're a casual fan, y'all know how they race at Daytona. That's why Daytona is one of the most watched races of the year, and so just. Hold on, watch these crazies beat and bang for hundred and what hundred and sixty laps, yep, or so, and uh, just hope everybody can keep it going straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep all be four a big tires deal. on the track. Hopefully, the rain stays out of the area too. Um, uh, you never know. What, it what is that Florida in so. August, so right? Uh, that's so. going to be hard too. Plus, they've been having hurricanes on the East Coast, so you know, hopefully. 
hopefully things are well enough that we can race and everyone be safe out there. Um, 400 miles, Chris. You don't want to have this race, though, to end out the season on the 400-mile. I, I don't like the idea big of ass track Daytona or or uh, Talladega being the final race in the regular season. All right. I, I Tell just, us why, man. What's your reasoning? I, there's here? just too many wild cards that can happen on a super speedway. That's the I best mean, you part. Get, no, no, no. It's not the best part. Oh, I mean, that you, is. You, Amos, that's the best part, isn't it? You go race Richmond. You go race Darlington. You go race, you know, Martinsville. Name the track. Sure. And any one of those tracks is going to be, it's going to be up to, you know, driver skill, car performance, tire where mm. fuel, mm-hmm. you know, I I could get into anyone, any track, but uh, but Daytona and Talladega as being the final race of the season. Oh, yeah. See, but okay. my thing here with the Daytona being the final race. Now, does of the that year, mean I'm not going to watch it? Oh well, no. I'll watch it to the very end. No, I mean but, it's Daytona. You're still going to love that race. You just don't <laughs> like where it's at in the schedule here. Yes. Yeah, that's what you're saying. No, exactly. I think the the drama that this brings. I mean. NASCAR's always trying to manufacture drama. You don't got to manufacture drama with this race. This is no, dramatic. There could be a brand new winner that we haven't seen all year. There could be, you know, another dominant performance by Kyle Larson. There could be a crazy wreck that gives some random guy a win like Michael McDowell. Like you never know what's going to happen on a track like this. I mean, we could be racing this race on Wednesday for all we know. But uh no, I hope and not. No, well, yeah. I hope not, right? There's a there possibility. But the the possibilities with what can happen in this race are pretty crazy, and that's what I think is awesome. I mean, Dylan is sitting 17th. He could win this race and get into the playoffs in literally the last race of the regular season. So I like it. Um, I think Amos is pretty good with it, yeah? Well, yeah, I mean, traditionally the race has been run over the 4th of July for X number of years. So for NASCAR to move from a very traditional – date on the track and make it their regular season finale to me speaks volumes about how nascar feels and what they want to see in this last race i agree with chris there are tracks that may be a little more in my terms predictable i mean we go to richmond there's a handful of drivers that win at richmond there's a handful of drivers that win at martinsville you go to daytona and it could be anybody, and I think that's kind of the point of what NASCAR's pushing. I think that's to a degree what they – I don't know if they necessarily want to see somebody who's 30th in points win the race and have a spot in the chase. That would – I don't know if that's what they're going for in this scenario. It is what it is if that's what happens – but let's face it, Daytona's just like any other track. You have guys that run well on super speedways. They're going to be your top top picks. They'll be the ones running up front. They'll be the ones vying for the win. And at the end of the day, that's you don't see too many guys win at Daytona unless they have the ability, the car, the team to be there. So Right. I mean, sure, there is some luck in this race. But you also got to have the skill, right? Like, Denny Hamlin has not won three Daytona 500s just out of luck. Like, he's put himself in the right positions, and he's raced really well in those wins. So the thing that I also love about this is, I mean, I I just said a bunch of stuff, but it's Saturday night, prime time, 7 East Coast, you know, on NBC, 
what more do you want if you're a NASCAR fan? I mean, you are literally on the big stage on a Saturday night. So, you know, you ain't got to go to bed on Sundays because you got to go to work in the next the next morning or whatever. Like, this is the slot that you want to be on on national television. So, it's a big deal. And uh, I think that NASCAR, in my opinion, I know, you know, Chris doesn't love it as much, but I think this is... It's a perfect move by NASCAR. So, all right. Um, anything else for anyone to say before we make some picks? No. No. Okay. No shaking of the head this time. Chris, <laughs> anything from you before we make the picks? No. No. All right. Excited, but. though. <laughs> but, yeah, of course. No, no I'm good. <laughs> okay. Let's, uh, let's make the picks. We already know who won the regular season, but we'll be the same order, Chris, me, then Amos. Who's the race winner, Chris? Who is the race winner at Daytona yeah. this week? Yeah. Uh, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin. Playing it safe, I see, huh? I don't know. Is that playing it safe? Well, he's had a lot of success here, so a win would be good for him, too. Picking the low-hanging fruit, isn't he? Can you imagine he would win the last race of the year, and then he goes probably all the way up to, like, sixth in the standings with a win, with just one? Well, no, he'd go even higher. He'd be the highest-rated one uh, win car correct i think so, so maybe fourth or fifth yeah well because he'd be well he'd be in the solidly in the top 10 yeah, okay so where he's sure. setting at right now is 976 total points yeah so with a win i think what they what 48 points in a race well larson just scored 51 so okay so if he scored score 50 points yeah that could put him uh, 50 points would actually put him ahead of Kyle Larson. So he could be even the regular season champion if he won this race. Too. Sure, he could be the regular season champion, but he won't be number one going into the chase. No, no, no. 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 But he'd be the highest first place, uh, one race winner. So. Yeah. Which he'd be the ra- be He'd huge. be the regular season points champion Right. I if mean, he won the race. Dude, that w- this would change his whole season with just one win. So. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will maintain <laughs> Austin Dillon gets it done. Uh, I keep saying that I'm sticking with him to get that last playoff position. How much money do you want to bet on that? The only way he can do that <laughs> is to win this race, in my opinion. So. How much money do you want to bet on that? I'm not betting very much on it, so, okay. you know, it's just a prediction. Uh, Amos, I know it's a wild card. Maybe we went with some safe picks. Uh, you going to go with something more off the wall? No, I, I'm going to – well, I don't know if he's off the wall. I'm going to pick William Byron. Oh, okay. Defending champion from this like race last pick. year. Sure, and he seems to be pretty sporty at restrictor, pla- restrictor plate tracks. <laughs> uh, he was – Say that fast, Tim. Yeah, times. really. He's done – I mean, I feel like he's done pretty well in all restrictor plate tracks. Just hopefully he's able to stay out of trouble and – He's either wreckers or checkers the last couple of races himself. So, all right. But yeah, I think he does well. Next category. Is there a new winner, Chris? Well, obviously not. Well, yeah, there would be because Denny Hamlin hadn't won a race this year. All right. So, you're going to stay with yes, though? Yeah. All I'll right. stay with yes. I'll stay with yes because I'm speaking it into existence. Dylan, 16th. Uh, Amos, I know you picked Byron, but maybe someone different could win and you're just going for a high placer. Uh, do you think there's a new winner? No. No. I don't, I don't think so. I think, I think that the way the racing's gone this year, minus Daytona 500, it's going to be just this is the the mill guys. This is the way I see it playing out. Keselowski and Logano were leading going into the last laps. Uh Keselowski takes Logano out as his (sighs) farewell parting shot from leaving Penske Motorsports, 
and Anthony Alfredo ends up winning the race. What? That would be the most. Okay. You want to talk about crazy. All right. Do we see, uh, last category, do we see a lead change on the last lap for someone to win the race? Chris? Yes. Yes. Okay. I just played the scenario out for you. All right. I'll say yes, too, because it's Daytona. Amos? No, I don't think we do. I think in... So white flag taker wins the race. Yeah, I think okay. so. Because probably what's going to end up happening is there'll be a stupid green and white checkered flag <laughs> race, end of the race, and inevitably whoever takes that white flag ends up winning the race. Do so. you think there's a big wreck early like we saw yeah. last time? The way these morons have been driving lately. <laughs> Holy cow, dude. I wouldn't be surprised if they're wrecking each other on the first lap. Yeah, you never know. I mean... Holy cow. I mean, there's a lot of stay, at stake in this race. Yeah. For, for I mean, we've got the regular season Tons points lead that's still up for grabs. Obviously, the final spot in the chase. I feel like if some of these guys that are one or two wins, Kyle Busch, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, Kurt Busch, they get more than another win and that many more points, yeah. pushes them higher into the playoff standings. Yeah, I think this is going to be... I think the intensity is going to start right at the beginning. I think they're they're yelling at the start of Spangle Banner to get done and over with, so we can get in the car and start beating on each other. Well, and it, and it's at Daytona, man. That's the best. Like that's got to be the best part of this whole thing. There's still so much to do, and it's at the best place to race. So okay, so I think yeah. there's another question you ought to ask us. Uh huh. How many cars will be running at the end of this race? I don't know how many you think will be running at the end of the race. Fifteen. <laughs> How many is going to start? I uh, assume forty. Uh, I assume the big name, the the part time guys will show up and and try and be there. So we'll see though. Amos is researching it right now. All right. Um, here's a big question, Chris, for you. Do you think that McDowell has a shot at maybe winning this race? Oh crap! Anybody has a shot at winning this oh, race? Okay, yeah, but I mean, like seriously. realistically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I do. That would be, that'd be crazy. Can you so imagine? Yeah. My minuscule research said that there's 40 drivers signed up for 40 spots. All right. Probably like the 96 is there. So I'm going to go with the 25 cars there. running at the end of the race. 25? That's mm-hmm. pretty high. You think 25 register running? Hmm. Okay. Be interesting. You think? So how would we Dude, say I'll this? I'll take the so, under on 25. Yeah, so is the under meaning oh, less yeah. than 25? I would take under all yeah, day. I would take the yeah. under on that. You've okay. set a high line, Chris. All right. And we're well, going to cash in. So the <laughs> problem with it is, is you have, yeah. in the words of Daniel Suarez, plenty of drivers who will be racing above their pay grade. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not discounting the fact that they've got a full field. Sure. But I'm just looking at the entry list, and I'm like... I don't. I just don't see this ending well for some guys. But all right, um, don't my, be in the back. All I can say is don't be in the back of the pack. Well, then he does that though at the start of the races, I, and it works out for if him. If he's looking at this same entry list that I'm looking at, he is not running in the he's back. He's going to be for running. Race. Well, he'll get placed. Wait a minute. So how will they do the how will they do the starting order? Based on points or their based formulation on? from the yeah, last race? their silly formulation thing that they got yeah. going. Uh-huh. So I would there, imagine yeah. I'll bet you, if I had to guess, uh, Kyle Larson will start on the pole. Yeah, yeah, that would be my guess. We'll see. Okay, uh, my last question then for you guys is: Do we see that weird pit strategy thing again, where the manufacturers pit with each other? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to have a partner. Yeah, but is Toyota gonna? 
leave themselves out there again like they did. I who thought they, it killed who them. Who else are they going to run with? But it totally killed them in Daytona. But like, who else are they going to run with? Ford ain't going to help them. Chevy ain't going to help them. Well, well nobody's going to help well them, but they could still the pit with them. Um, right. if, it was, if I was a betting man, I'd say they go with the Chevys, but that's just me. Because they've sure, been running. Yeah. Well, at least Kyle Busch has been running with the Chevys all the Well, year. I'm just thinking about numbers here, you know? Yeah, well. So. All right. Your final question, Amos, for us. My final question? Yeah, give us a final question here to end out the regular season. What do I get for being the winner of our picks through the year? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. I'll think oh, of something. That's a good question. See, yeah. I, I, I will step up and take you to a dinner oh. of your choice, within reason. Wow. wow. <laughs> what As is this? winner of, right. the, of the regular season. I, I nice. thought that, uh, okay, so we're going to take Amos to dinner. I see. Um, well, you Chris, your, <laughs> your final question. For us, will Stuart Hawes be able to pull out a respectable finish in the chase? In the chase? Mm-hmm. Oh no, no. You don't think so? No. I mean, that's saying that Kevin Hardy gets I mean, in. Well, Eric Camarola's in too. So they have two cars in the chase. I don't think so. It wouldn't surprise me if when we get to the final eight, none of them are there. Okay. Or maybe even the final twelve. So the first cut line, they could both be cut. You never know. Okay. So well, we'll see. let's. Yeah, I don't think. I'm not sure how Eric Amarola ended up winning at New Hampshire. Yeah, because he's because, raced like because everybody that was competitive then. crashed out. <laughs> so he won. Yeah, and then he's finished sixteenth, nineteenth, seventeenth. Them results are not going to get you past the first cut. Nope. And there's only so much a driver can do. I mean, Harvick is probably is racing within his pay grade, but. The rest of Stuart Haas needs to get within their pay grade, and we have to do the playoff standings. Nah, we'll better. get back to it. So better cars. It's all good, them. Chris. Okay, no, um, I want to do it. Well, we've we've moved on. So okay. all right. Uh, <laughs> okay, fine. We are done with regular season shows. So next week when we come back, we'll be talking playoffs. We'll do a preview for it. Give you our projected uh, first cut guys, and then who is our early favorite or early pole man, whatever you want to say, headed into the first week of the chase. So that'll be next week. For the final game of the year, as far as this game goes, um, we're going to play it. Chris, you've been statistically eliminated many games ago, but (laughs) we are still going to play our final game of the regular season. Uh, We're in Daytona. Second race in Daytona is up for grabs for your guesses. So we're going to start with Chris because you are Ooh, I about misspoke. 16 points. I was going to give you 15, but 16 points behind Amos. Uh, we're going to start off in 1963 with our first uh, race winner. Who is it? Junior Johnson. Okay. Didn't want a clue. Not Junior Johnson. Okay. I'll take my clue now. 1963, Amos. The first clue is second straight win. Oh, well, I should have taken the clue. That was the first clue? That was the first clue. Okay. So what's my clue? You he didn't take the clue, so that <laughs> that is now your clue. <laughs> Shouldn't we get two? No, sorry, <sighs> man. Make the rules up as you go on this one. I've never um, I've never done that. No, Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Yeah, if we go back that far, that's not a terrible guess, but no, incorrect. All right, 1963, two straight wins at this track, and won three of the first five of these races. Wow. Yeah. And it is not Richard Petty, no. Is he in the NASCAR Hall of Fame? Oh, he is. At least I believe he is, yeah. If he's not, I would be very surprised. I'm going to go with Lee Petty. 
Lee Petty, another good guess, but no, we are not in the Petty family. All right, next clue. I drove a car that was pinkish purplish. That <laughs> <laughs> narrowed it right is down. That, is that supposed to like <laughs> jump out at us? <laughs> Definitely. Um, um, he is in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Tend to be a lot of guys in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. <laughs> but that was a question you asked. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. Um, Fireball Roberts. Fireball Roberts is correct. Yes. Wow. 1963 yeah. winner. Wow. All right. All right. Uh, real name Edward. Edward Roberts, and considered one of my goats is um, the final clue. I don't know if that would have helped you guys, but nice. if you remember back to when we were talking about goats, he was. That my actually, would, my that ten. actually would have probably helped me a little uh, bit. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Amos. Lucky guess? Is that what you're going no, with? No, that yeah. was all skill. Oh, all skill. Okay, you're up first. 1975 uh, winner. First clue. Yeah, 1975. First clue. Won this race three times. Richard Petty. Richard Petty. Yep, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. Yeah. Uh, won, this <laughs> won this race in 77 and 84, as well as 75. Uh, I am the GOAT or maybe one of the GOATs. It's up for debate, maybe, yeah. um, as we discussed earlier in the year. Champion in 75, and I had a famous powder blue paint scheme. All right. Chris, this means you're up. Can you save it? You're in jeopardy of getting no, swept. No, but go ahead. Swept 3 nothing is on the table for Chris. Does All that right. mean we don't have to play the last two questions? <laughs> 1981. 1981. 81. First clue. Won two races this year. Two races total? Two races total in 1981. 1981. Uh, Buddy Baker. Buddy Baker, no good guess. All right. Even though I won two races, Amos, I only raced part-time this year. Oh. Junior Johnson. Junior Johnson. All right, good guess, good guess. All right, uh, no. 1981, Chris, two races, won this year, raced only part-time, and holds the Winston Cup record in the modern era for most pulls in a single season. Well, that's easy. That's David Pearson. That is not easy because that is incorrect. What? All right. Uh, what? <laughs> what? So he holds the record for most uh, polls in the modern area in the Winston Cup, set in 1980. Who? What were the guesses? The clues? Uh, one, no. two races only. Oh, the guesses. David yeah. Pearson, and you said? Junior Johnson. <laughs> is that the only two? Yeah, that's all we've guessed so far. Buddy Baker? Buddy Baker, no. Oh, I think I guessed Buddy Baker. That's what I thought, too, but anyway. No, I think you guessed him last time, didn't you? Oh, anyway, did I you say Buddy remember. Baker? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you started with that. Yeah. Sorry. No, you that's missed, fine. I totally forgot about that I wasn't that paying attention. All right. Um, raced the Valvoline number 27. That would be Bobby Allison. <laughs> that is not Bobby Allison. What? <laughs> Valvoline, yes, I'm Bobby Allison. Wasn't Bobby Allison 28, though. Um, raced for MC Anderson. <laughs> I love when we do that. I love the confidence in which Chris has given the last two answers, though. <laughs> oh, that's easy. And then he's like, you're lying to me. <laughs> you are um, a lying dog. I, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm trying a complete is. blank. I can't even think of anybody. Daryl Waltrip. Daryl Waltrip, no. Okay. Uh, last clue, he drove a Buick. One more guess for each of you. I know who it is. Neil Bonnet. No. 
<laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Three definite guesses from Chris and all wrong. Okay, last uh, last guess to you there, Amos. <laughs> or nobody gets the points, which isn't a bad thing for you. Ned Jarrett. Ned Jarrett. No, the correct answer, and the one we're looking for, is Kel Yarbrough. Wow. No, okay. everybody, everybody's just like, oh. I thought I was going to get a, oh. <laughs> oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't know. Okay. No. But no you idea. know what? Now that you say that name, yep. I can see the car. <laughs> I'm sure you can. I, I, I can't, seriously. <laughs> All right, we're going to not award anyone any points there, and we're going to go to 2001. I don't even think we got to discuss this one because Amos, you're up first, and you already know it. Yeah, it was Dell Jr. Yeah, Dell Jr. I don't know why I put that one on here. <laughs> uh, Dell Jr., maybe because well, you wanted to that. give him a point. Well, no. But I would have probably missed it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, maybe one of the most like iconic races in the modern era, huh? I would agree. I would yeah. agree. Yeah, like going back to Daytona after that accident and him winning that race was pretty crazy. So I'm sure most of you guys know. Um, but hey, if you want to know, he was voted most popular driver 15 years in a row. So probably still would be voted most popular driver probably. if he was on the bottom. Probably still getting votes for most yeah. popular driver. All right, 2013 is where we head to next. Chris, you get the first guess. Uh, one of six wins this year. Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, no, no. All right, 2013 winner. Uh, I only won this race once. Joey Logano. Joey Logano, no. 2013, only won this race one time. One of six wins this year, though, and I'm a Hall of Famer. Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart, no. All right, 2013 champion. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson is correct, and Chris, you've been shut out in the final game of the year. <laughs> How does it feel? About like it does any <laughs> other week. <laughs> All right, yes, Jimmy Johnson's correct. Um, only won this race once in his Hall of Fame career. That's pretty... Yeah, he was not a very good... Yeah, but that's crazy, isn't it? Super like, Speedway racer. Hmm. You'd think he would have done better at races. Was that like the this? year that Chad Knauss told him to be sure to pack the back the car into the wall if he gets in a wreck? So I don't know. Could have been. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, our final every... score for the season is a twenty point victory for Amos, 20. seventy-one to fifty-one <laughs> domination. Domination. <laughs> that's four games clear. That's four total games clear for for Amos. Wow. Sorry, Chris. Well, that one was kind of a gimme that you gave him. Yeah, that's not... It the... was only Hall of Famers, guys. Kelly no, Yarbrough. no, no, no. Oh, no? The 2001 winner. Oh, yeah, but well, did you get... Would you have got it? No. Probably not. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, okay. Let's just say I, you I, did I, get it. I still would have won by 19 points. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now for the playoffs, guys. Um, I will be playing the game. So, this is your job. Oh, you're playing in... This is your jobs, okay? Ooh. Remember how I explained our last game, or our new game that we played last week? Yeah. All right. Everyone needs to come with two of those prepared to mash the drivers. Don't look at me with that deer in the headlights look. <laughs> Amos forgot. All right, Amos. So if he gives I you Richard the... Petty and Tony Stewart, you got to make up a name. Yeah, but you have to... Okay. Uh, I am... I am Chris's all-time favorite driver and hold the career record for most wins in NASCAR. It's Richard Stewart, you know, something yeah, like that. Okay. All right, so you got to come up with something like that. We'll all have two, and then that way I'll play when you guys. You know the ironic part yours. about that question, the way you phrased that. Yeah. 
is both of those guys are my all-time favorite drivers. Well, there you go. That's why you I did it that way. <laughs> I will. Okay, you got to remind me through the week. And however you want to do it, I mean, you make it hard, easy, funny, whatever. So that's what's in store for the playoffs, guys. Um, anything else to say before we leave for the show? What time is the race on on this weekend? 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain. Um, yes, p.m., not in the morning. So under the lights in Daytona. And is what is better? the weather forecast for Daytona? Actually, uh, Saturday is supposed to be good weather. Saturday's good weather. 90 and sun. You know what's even better about Saturday? College football's better. Yeah. All right. Um, Daytona, Amos. UFC, college football. Oh, and UFC. Holy crap. This, this is going to be a busy Saturday. Plus, RSL's playing. Ty's going to have um, to go out and buy a couple more computers so he can <laughs> sit there at the table. and. There you go. Amos, anything else for you to say as we round out the regular season show? What you show? need to do is you need to go buy yourself a couple of like uh, 42 inch or 50 inch TVs uh, and then hook them up to the yeah and then hook them up to the computers so you got it's a great s- idea we got enough space in our living room for that eight different screens going at the same time I think we should have a party for the race yeah party okay. for the race hmm. do I have oh, anything yeah. to say yeah what's your closing so thoughts on the my show? closing thoughts uh-huh is it's actually been quite an entertaining 25 races. I expect it to be an entertaining 26 races. I'm surprised that it took us this long to get Danny Hamlin in the chase. (laughs) And I'm completely blown away that Harvick is in by points. He still could win very outside chance. He wins Saturday. But uh, I think if you're a first-time viewer for NASCAR, you've probably enjoyed most of the races this year. Yeah. Maybe not truly a diehard fan as those that sit at this table, but still, um, <laughs> yeah, it's probably been, awesome. I think it's been a pretty solid showing for NASCAR. I would agree. So, I think it's... Uh, excited for the chase. I think it was definitely a better season than last season. I mean, even though, you know, you had COVID and everything, but this was, a, this was a successful season. And we got one race to go. So, all right. Uh, with that said, we're going to get out of here. Like I said earlier, leave us a five-star review if you can. Helps to show out a lot. And uh, if you like what you hear, it's, uh, it's a good thing to do for us. So, all right, we're going to get out of here. Have a good rest of your day, guys. Enjoy the race in Daytona. Peace out. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Electric Sports Talk. Join us in future episodes as we discuss all things U.S. soccer, collegiate sports, mixed martial arts, motorsports, the NFL, MLB, and the Olympics. If you enjoy our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, or shoot us an email to electricsportstalk at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and subscribe. Thanks for listening.